Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast live and in studio. We're back. Happy Monday, everyone. Hope everyone had an amazing and fulfilling weekend. Did you have a fulfilling weekend? You know what? I think I had a very fulfilling weekend because I... Fulfilled myself, for sure. That's so important. It's the first step in fulfillment. (laughs) (laughs) But day three and four were Saturday and Sunday of my cleanse. And I stuck to my cleanse all weekend. Like I said on Friday, I am on day five today. Guys, we are on track to make it all the way. And my whole life right now just revolves around this cleanse. But I've gotten so much support Mm. from the toasters. Oh, not for me? No, I mean, I haven't gotten... Really? Every time I pick up the phone, I say, you're glowing. The whites of your eyes are blinding. It's literally not what she says. I did say you were glowing. You did say I looked fresh. And I said you looked gorgeous. How do I look today? The same. The same? Yeah. I did my makeup a little differently because I'm just like tired of using so much powder. A hundred percent. But isn't that funny how like you make a small change on your face and you think people in the street are going to like stop you and notice? No, but I I just thought maybe you would stop me and notice like because I'm on day five of my cleanse. No, um... But it's definitely like an inner glow. Thank you. Well, I've just gotten so much support and so many people telling me that they want me to talk about it. Please. And just hear updates. So, so far it's really good. I think it's a very doable cleanse. Like you really need to prepare yourself mentally and also like you need to prepare your kitchen and have all the the ingredients that are needed. Um, So it's a big endeavor, but going day to day, like it's not impossible. And with every day that passes, like I just feel more encouraged to make it to the end. So what are you going to eat like on your first... Well, okay. So first of all, I just want to say like now having done this cleanse, it's given me a whole new appreciation for smoothies. Mm -hmm. And now I'll be making smoothies in the home, like with good ingredients, you know, with a little almond milk and like that will be delicious. Sure. So I'm excited for that. But they do say that you should like wean off Mm -hmm. of the cleanse. So like do a smoothie in the morning, whatever you want. And then like a meal for dinner. So like have like, so that you don't startle your body. Yeah. So what my meal will be. I guess I'll be done on Sunday night dinner. Do you still have a whole other week? Yeah, it's 10 days. I'm on day five. My last day is Saturday. I know. I know. Jeez. But my meal You must really want the whites of your eyes to be white. Well, also, I'm losing weight. So, like, that's motivating. (laughs) Like, that's... If I... Like, I've been weighing myself. I've lost three pounds so far, which is really exciting. But um, just keep in mind that I gained five pounds on vacation. So, we've got two more to go before we're back... We're still in the deficit. Before we're back at start. Well, I am just, like, the peak of health. I don't even need to do cleanses. And I'm a medical marvel yet again. Yet again. But also, this is my first time ever doing the toast 
in studio without a coffee. Like I can't drink coffee. Oh, that's and crazy. By now I've I've weaned off of it, so it's not like I'm craving it, but I do feel a little like out of focus. Yeah. You know? Well, that's like Yom Kippur, like when you can't have coffee. Like do you have a headache? Yeah, well I get a headache on Yom Kippur just from being hungry. And do you have YKB on this juice cleanse? No, I feel like my breath is like better than ever. Oof. I feel like the natural ingredients like are doing wonders for my breath. By the way, I think that that's true. Like yeah. I believe that. You look like your te- your mouth like looks clean. Thanks, Claudia. Well, we have a great show for you guys today. Just a full Monday full of stuff. We have a Real Housewives of Atlanta TV recap. Um, I'll talk a little bit about about RuPaul's Drag Race, which um, I'm very excited about. And I honestly, like, I really need you to get into it. Like, it's so much work, but I have to tell you, I I watched pretty much all the seasons, the ones that matter, during quarantine. And I haven't watched, like, a single episode since. And on Friday, I watched the premiere episode. And when the... When the theme song came on, RuPaul's Drag Race made the best woman, best woman win. I kid you not, I was transported to the darkest time. Like, I watched it in, like, March, April, and that was just, like, a hard time for the country, for the world. And when that song came on, I swear, like, I wanted to turn the TV off, but I won't let quarantine, like, ruin RuPaul's Drag Race. So I persevered. But I'm telling you, every time I hear that song now, I get a little chill down my spine. Like, it's, I just, I got a flashback. Remember when I knitted that blanket for Michaela? Mm-hmm. during quarantine that she is like obsessed with yeah um <laughs> I knitted that blanket while I was watching RuPaul's Drag Race and I literally like in my bed when I heard the song I started like knitting like it was Stop. crazy like muscle memory and it was really upsetting because it's like RuPaul's Drag Race is something like it's a special like when I watch it it's a treat and I won't have it be ruined by March I just will not let March ruin it I feel like you can undo the previous connotations I'm so motivated to do so that RuPaul's Drag Race will not be ruined for me it just won't a lot of things have been ruined for me (laughs) tie-dye ruined so many things One Tree Hill ruined yeah that was my fault but yeah you know what I mean this has just been like 2020 was a year of ruining things for sure I would take on RuPaul's Drag Race my contemplate is just so full and now I'm feeling like even some of the things that I watch that I used to enjoy like I don't anymore I'm watching season two of Virgin River and I don't know if it's not good or it's me but like I literally can get through half an episode a night Mm. but I've also I'm liking watching it as I go to sleep because it's so scenic and beautiful yes it's as if you're just like watching scenic scenes did you finish Bridgerton I did and we have a story about Bridgerton and we'll recap it today okay great so Atlanta Housewives and Bridgerton in the TV recap segment I cannot wait to hear your thoughts um then one more thing, I just don't really want to formally put it in the TV recap, is my journey watching Lost. Okay. Me and Ben over the weekend probably watched like 20 episodes. Like we really made it well into the fourth season. And it's it's good. It's like a show that has like peaks and valleys. You know, it's like highs and lows. But it's just like frustrating because the whole premise of the show is like they're on the island and like just get off. Like it's so frustrating. And all these like rescue missions, it's like it's only season four. I know you're not getting off the island, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's actually like a really frustrating show. Okay. Well... I feel like you should finish it because I'm pretty sure, like, the, se- the end is very crazy. Um, so I, like, I don't want to say because I think I remember, like, in high school everyone talking about it. And, I, like, I feel like I know what the ending is. What do you is. think it is? I don't want to say because I don't want people, like, messaging me. Like, I just, I just, like, have a bit of, but I also make things up. So, like, it really could be Right, gay. you also have a bad memory. Right. But I have this, like, vision of, like, my friend Jason who was, like, obsessed with the show, like, talking about it. And, like, I overheard. I'm like, I'm never going to watch his show. And, like, I think I remember what he said. But I also think TV critics, like, regard it as a bad ending. Do they? I think. Hmm. Well, I mean, it's 
subjective because I think TV critics also regard Game of Thrones as a bad ending and I really liked it. I, I didn't really like it but I appreciated the continuity and like how the ending made sense. They didn't just slap like Dan is Gossip Girl. You know like that made no fucking sense logistically. Like you could go through the show and see when like Gossip Girl sent out an alert and Dan was like at a party. Like, no and he like literally roasted himself his right. family. Like he did Jenny his sister so dirty it yeah. makes no sense. Logistically like Dan being Gossip Girl makes no logical sense. Bran, spoiler alert, if you never watch Game of Thrones, here's your turn to turn it off. Bran becoming King of the North is like the only scenario that actually made the, sense. N- not King of the North. The King of the World, you know, yeah. the realm. Of Westeros. Um, also, totally like random, but what are your thoughts on like spoiling TV shows that aired 10 years ago? I feel really good about it. <laughs> yeah, me too. Because I, I keep seeing this meme going around like, you could still spoil TV show. No, sorry, you missed the boat. Like, No, and even if we, unless you're, you happen to be watching Game of Thrones right now. Like, I'm so sorry. I didn't even consider that. But if you're going to watch Game of Thrones in the future, like, you will not remember what we just said because what we said right now, like, doesn't make any sense to you. No, but that also... Bran is the king of Westeros. Game of Thrones ended two years ago. All right, you know what? I'll give people time to watch it. But, like, saying I spoiled um, Lost, which literally went off the air... 10 years ago, that's a you problem, not a me problem. Maybe we should include a spoiler alert in the description just because I, I do feel bad about the Game of Thrones one. Like, that, yeah. that show is so long. Like, there's so much build up. Like, and we, the, that's the payoff. And well, I gave a spoiler alert when I spoke. No, no. I'm going to just put in the a episode spoiler description. in the episode description whatever time we're at. Okay. Like, Game of Thrones spoiler if you happen to be watching. Um, so that's our, that's our mini TV recap, but the big one's coming later. You don't want to miss it. The big one's coming later. You don't want to miss it. But before we get to that, we must Wait. deliver. Wait, before you deliver, before you deliver the pizza, before I stand and deliver, before you stand and deliver, <laughs> we have to talk about the fact that we are now two weeks away from my book launch. Sorry. It's happening. You guys, two what weeks day out. What day week does it launch? Tuesday. So two weeks from tomorrow. Okay. Um, and I don't know, maybe you would, would be able to answer this question as my liter- my most literary friend. When a book comes out. Like, a song comes out on Friday at midnight. So, like, yeah. Thursday night. Yeah. Does, like, the Kindle book come out at midnight on Monday? Oh, that's a good question for Kindles. Because I figured, like, bookstores, it comes out when it opens. Amazon, it's like when your book, even if you pre-order Ships. it, it'll come up on the day that it comes out. But, like, whenever your mail gets delivered. That's interesting for Kindles. I feel like we're about to find out. Yeah, I'm just curious. Because, again, I'm a first-time author of my book, Girl With No Job, The Crazy Beautiful Life of an Instagram Thirst Monster. This is a hardcover copy, which comes with a photo insert, which is very exciting. I'm not going to spoil it for you if you're watching on YouTube. But the book is just a really personal piece of work that I've been really looking forward to putting out because I have, I have some things to say. And you know what? I said them in this book. You can get it at girlwithnojob.com book. It comes out in two weeks. I would really appreciate the pre-order support because I'm trying to get into all types of bookstores. And if I have strong pre-order numbers, I can get to the front of the bookstore instead of being like shoved in the back where no one can see me. So again, Girl With No Job, The Crazy Beautiful Life of an Instagram Thirst Monster, audiobook, ebook, and hardcover are all available for pre-order at various outlets. Um, you can shop big. You can shop small. Girlwithnojob.com book. Thank you all so much for the support like the pre-order numbers are in and they're very strong and everyone's very happy with it and I'm very happy with it so I just love you guys so much thanks for putting up with me these last two months we only got two more weeks so it's gonna be fine damn what are we gonna talk about when it's over um I don't know maybe we'll have to rev up for a new secret project or maybe we could just like revel in like you know the the success all the critics saying it's the best book I've ever read making Reese's list I don't know these are just things that I think might happen but you know what list it is gonna make the redheads list I think so too because we are doing an episode with Claudia and speaking of the redheads our new episode dropped today we're recapping Layla by Colleen Hoover which is just a super popular book she's a very popular author and all of the redheads at the end of the day liked the book Mm. so 
I think that if you read it, you will like it too. And even if you don't want to read it, the episode is hysterical. Oh, good. And you should listen to it anyway. And also, all of us read so many books over the holidays, so we are recapping all of them and letting you know like which ones we recommend, which ones we don't. Dana even had a DNR, a do not read. Wow, did she finish it? No. What book? I forget. Dana suggested a DNR to me. What was it? Um, How to Murder Your Life. I'm not going to lie. I actually really liked it in the beginning. And then it was just like repetition after repetition after repetition. Like she works at a magazine. She's addicted to pills. She fucks something up. Can we, what happens next? Like it was just so repetitive. Um, But I actually think I might finish it. I think that you should. I just think like you're an impatient person and sometimes books lag and you don't have the time for that. Okay. I just want to say I am an impatient person, but... I withstand with books. Like, honestly, the worst book I ever read that I can't believe is so fucking world-renowned, Daisy Jones and the Six. Yeah, I said it. Terrible fucking book. Um, was the most boring book I've ever read in my life. I, I don't know, do other people get angry when they read books that are, like, not fulfilling them? Yes. Like, I wanted to kick and scream. Like, I was so angry. Um, but I still persevered. Even that one you gave me, The Unfortunate Importance of Beauty, which ended up being so stupid, I still finish it. Well, you're, I, like, skimmed the last You're hurting pages. people's feelings now. I'm just giving my opinion. You're hurting feelings. That's how high my bar is because that's how good my book is. (laughs) (laughs) True. True. Now you can stand and deliver. Now I can stand and deliver the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. (coughs) And, uh, excuse me, it's RDH, it's coming back. Can I get you something? Do you need your ads? I've been watching so many people die on Lost. Spoiler alert! Um, and I'm really getting into like, this is how you die. Like, <laughs> you have to like pause and then take one final breath. Um, but the RDH didn't get me today because I got my ad copy. Today we have a brand new sponsor. Actually, not new because they just been a while. They took a little break. But Fashion Pass is absolutely everything of the sort. It's a clothing rental service that we uh, love here at The Morning Toast. Jackie and Margaret have been using them forever. That's how I found out about it. And it's really like a, it's like a rent the runway meets revolve. Like fabulous clothing that you can borrow, hold on to, wear, and then return and get some new stuff. So people think that you just have like a never ending wardrobe. Right. And sometimes, especially with like Instagram culture, you wear something once and Photograph. then you take a picture and then you can't wear it for a while. So with Fashion Pass, you just have like the rotating closet. I've been using Fashion Pass since last year. Forever. I think it's like a brilliant, brilliant idea Me and too. like a perfectly executed company. They have the cutest stuff. I just got the cutest um, opre ski sweater. Cute. And um, this really cute coat that I would never buy on my right. own. But like now that I'm just experimenting, like, yeah, I'm wearing this coat. They have great brands like For Love and Lemons, Free People, Show Me Your Moo Moo. It's like the revolve of rental services. If you hate spending $200 on one sweater, dress, jacket that you might only wear once, then Fashion Pass might be for you. And if you're a trendsetter like me, it's like you got to keep up with the trends and that can be expensive. That's why it's really smart for us trendsetters, to uh, head over to Fashion Pass. Um, One of the best parts is that if you love something and you want to end up keeping it, you get a huge discount anywhere between 30 and 60% off, which is fabulous. Um, It's a better option than constantly shopping, and it's more sustainable and better for the environment. And we actually have a special discount code for you today. It is the best deal that Fashion Pass has ever offered. If you go to thefashionpass.com, use code TOAST at checkout, you'll get $50 off your first month, so you can try it for just $29. That's thefashionpass.com. Code toast at checkout. You get $50 off your first month, so you can try it for $29. Check it out. We love the Fashion Pass here, and it is toast approved. So, yeah, it's all you need to know. It's everything of the sort, and it's like the exact company you've been looking for. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready to get into the stories? Yes, ma'am. The first one is some big news of the day, um, and I'm worried my reaction is going to disappoint everyone. Sex I couldn't with- help but wonder do I care about this? 
You're gonna. Sex in the City Revival is confirmed at HBO Max. The new chapter is titled And Just Like That and will star Sarah Jessica Parker, Cynthia Nixon, and Kristen Davis. Kim Cattrall, who played Samantha Jones, is not returning. Parker, Nixon, and Davis will also executive produce along with Michael Patrick King. The revival will follow Carrie, Charlotte, and Miranda as they navigate love and friendship in their 50s. The series will consist of 10 half-hour episodes and is set to begin production in New York City in late spring. So here's the thing. I am a big fan of Sex and the City. I actually talk about this a lot in my book, um, not to keep plugging it, but just how, you know, you watch something growing up and, like, the way you feel about it changes over time. That's just natural as you grow up. And, you know, for me, like, I've grown up and realized, like, how toxic Carrie is. But the show had other great elements that kind of sustained the toxicity. Like, Samantha, like, she was absolutely everything of the sort, like a modern woman, an independent woman. And... She, like, you know, made some of the more unbearable scenes bearable. And now that we don't have what I thought was, like, really... Samantha was the straw that stirs the drink. I just... I can't imagine that this is going to be very good. And I'm the type of person where it's, like... I actually loved both movies, even though they were, like, so stupid. Like, I would watch the four of them. Like, I really would watch them anywhere. I would watch this revival. This is not, like, a reboot, like, that nobody needs. Like, I would watch it, honestly. Like, yeah, I think they're a, great. it really is a reboot. Like, it's this main Same characters. Thing. It's not, like, Sex and the City again, where it's, like, a young generation. I th- thought maybe that's what it would be, but... Oh, that's actually kind of interesting. Yeah, it's interesting, but they always ruin it that way. So, like, to bring back the actual original cast and just continue the show is a great idea. But I agree, like, Samantha is a big, major piece of the puzzle. And without her, I just, I fear for the quality. For the success. And you know what else is crazy? Like, if you think about it, like, which one of them could the show survive without? Honestly, I don't know. I don't think I would watch it without Charlotte. I don't think a lot of people would. I wouldn't watch it without Miranda. Like, I'm a Miranda stan. And also I write about it in my book how like she deserves justice and there's a whole theory on it. But I actually think I could watch the show without the protagonist, Carrie. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I don't know. Even though the women like aren't as close as a group yeah, without she, Carrie. Like, is the glue Nucleus. that holds Yes, exactly. And I don't think it makes any sense without Carrie and nobody's but offering she's that so up to us. Annoying. I just wish that they worked a little harder to get Kim Cattrall, like whatever her needs were, and maybe they all could have like, you know, talked it out wait I don't think it was a needs thing I think it was like a personality like Kim Cattrall has been like very vocal about like her distaste for Sarah Jessica Parker yeah but like I don't know nothing a little couple Cosmos can't fix like okay I just feel like they could work it out you know yeah I just feel like people don't try hard enough to work it out I think that's definitely true because Kim Cattrall has no interest in working out like whatever she's upset about that happened years ago and then in the movies like this the wound is real and she like is not interested in and I think she's financially very fine from her stint on the show and I just don't think she wants to put herself back and that's a part of growing up like not putting yourself in toxic environments it's so true but then it's like do you agree with their decision to go ahead with a reboot without her no me neither but no. then, but it's like we're in the age of reboots. HBO Max is a streaming service now. We're just making yeah. shit all the time. The other three women are down. Let's do it. Yeah, I just would have liked for like the legacy of Sex in the City to be preserved. Like ending in Abu Dhabi, which was honestly, I loved that movie. Sometimes I like it better than the first one. Like I think it was so funny and there's so many like lines that like truly make me like laugh out loud and I could have ended the story there like I think it was a storybook ending there was supposed to be a third movie Kim Cattrall backed out and the whole movie fell apart um and now this is like them picking up the pieces and I don't know sometimes it's like it's best to leave things you know where they were I agree with that but we'll but see I'll what watch. they do we'll see what they do I'll watch I love some of the, I love Charlotte and I love Miranda I love the ladies yeah I love Samantha though like She's just so funny. She's so funny. And you grow up and I feel like 
Sorry, were you going to say something? Did I cut you off? No, I was just going to say, like, she's number one. Number one. And, like, I feel like when you grow up, you're like, Smith is crazy. And then, like, you get older and you're like, oh, my God, she's right about everything. Yeah. Everything. From business to relationships. And I'm just not interested in watching a show without the woman who's right about everything. I completely agree. So I'm so glad we're on the same page. So they're going to need to find a way to balance it. Maybe they'll bring in a different fourth cast member who has, like, something to bring to the table in terms or, of personality. Or, like, a... a Someone who was on the fringe who, like, has more, more to offer. Like, Stanley or something. Yeah. I didn't but, love Stanley. Honestly, I liked um, Stanley's husband. Yeah. What was his name? Stan- Stanford. Stanford. Oh, his name was not Stanley. Sorry. Stanford. That's how important he was. He married Charlotte's gay best friend. What was Anthony. his name? Anthony. Anthony was everything of the sort. Yeah, but they can't make one of them the fourth. I think they'll yeah. bring in a fourth. And I do. the bride wore a dress by no one. He's everything. <laughs> yeah. So we'll keep you posted. It's going to be a while before we see it because they're not even filming till the spring and, you know, how things go. Yeah. And maybe this will suffer the same fate as the doomed Hillary Duff reboot. I mean, Lizzie McGuire reboot. Oh, true. You know, now it's just because something gets greenlit. Lizzie McGuire has really haunted us. Doesn't mean it's happening, you guys. I wouldn't get too excited. That is so true. Because everyone was all jazzed about Lizzie McGuire. Mm-hmm. Okay, next up, some more TV news. The Kardashians commemorate last day of filming Keeping Up with the Kardashians ahead of the final season. I'm trying not to get emotional. Keeping Up with the Kardashians wrapped filming on its final episode Friday, and the Kardashian-Jenner family commemorated the occasion on social media with a series of emotional posts. Introducing the show's audio tech of 14 years, Erin Paxton, Kim noted that this is our last Keeping Up miking of life. She panned over to show all of the mics, and then another clip shows the cast's play setting for lunch, which um, had cookies designed with their faces on them from Funny Face Bakery, which is the same bakery that did my birthday cookies. Yes, I recognize did, their work. They did such a good job on the Kardashian cookies. Um, I want to say two things about this. One, it just occurred to me as you were reading this very sad story that Theo sat with you today. Mm. So my heart is just heavy with all this news coming <laughs> at me. Um, and the other thing is like, it was really crazy. Like, I know we're going to get more Kardashian content in the future, and this is by no means the end of, like, a family reality show for the Kardashians. Um, And we know that because of their big Hulu deal. But it definitely, this is huge. It signifies the end of an era. Yeah, it really does. And it must be sad for them. Like, of course, they're moving on to bigger and better things, but, like, they've worked with these people for so long, and they're going to have new crews and new mic packs and all this new stuff, and it's... It's the end of an era. I was watching everyone's content and Kylie like obviously showed up in a look and I just like wasn't feeling the emotion from Kylie because like... No, she was like last day of filming. I was like, when was first day? Yeah, no, like <laughs> you never started. Like you still have orientation. She just like, her posts were just like posted to be posted, but like I wasn't feeling the raw emotion like I was from like Courtney and Kim, the people yeah. who really grew up on the show. I totally agree. Yeah, she just like showed up. In a look, like took pictures. She like loved the cookies. But like there was no real connection, I think. I, I do feel, I thought the same thing. It, it just lacked a certain emotion. Yeah, like for Kim, like it's just crazy. No, for Kim, it's like, she, look what she, really her and Chris, look what they did with the, this little shitty TV show. I know a million families who have gotten reality shows. 100%. And did absolutely nothing with them. And now like just, they blazed a trail I can't even you can't even put into words like what that show did for society like you know what I mean mm-hmm. for the television industry the entertainment industry for women in business for beauty like and look what they did like with this like little 30 minute show yeah in their little ranch in Calabasas yeah crazy really crazy I also think it's crazy like the fact that they don't own that house like that original house the fact that they never kept it in their real estate portfolio well, I'm sure when they sold it they like they weren't at a place where they were just like owning houses for nostalgia 100%. purposes and now someone else owns it maybe when it goes up for sale they'll buy it 100 percent. 
Yeah. 100%. Okay, ready for our next story? Because hearts are going to be breaking all over the world. Michael B. Jordan is off the market. Okay. He's gone Instagram official with Lori Harvey after months of romance rumors. So as much as hearts are breaking, I think this is like perhaps one of the best couples like in terms of like they're so eligible for each other. Like I actually think this is such a good pairing that I'm okay with um, hearts being broken. I think it's worthwhile. Okay, well, on Sunday, People's reigning sexiest man alive, never forget how sexy he is, (laughs) appeared to debut his romance with Lori Harvey on Instagram, sharing a photo of the pair for the first time. He posted two portraits of him and Harvey, including one photo of them smiling at one another in close embrace. The actor and daughter of Steve Harvey were previously photographed together during the holiday season. I think this is such a good couple. Like, I'm so happy for them. Wow, that is just, like, such an exciting... Like, I don't want to, you know... Jinx it. I don't want to jump ahead, but, like, have Michael B. Jordan to be Steve Harvey's son-in-law. No, the power is just immaculate. The sexiness? The sexiness. (laughs) Steve Harvey has, like, really become a figure in my home. I've been watching Family Feud, like, almost every night before bed. And what a character that guy is. And imagine, like, going home for dinner and having dinner with Steve Harvey. No, I'm sure it's hysterical. Hysterical. Derrickle. Actually, you know, I got my start on the Steve Harvey show. You could read about it in my book. So uh, true. January 26, 2021 is when it comes out. Tell the story about how Steve, you know, he had a lot of faith in me. He did. He did. He really did. He, he just knew that I had it. Yeah, you should read about that. You should. It's good stuff. I'm happy for them. Obviously, I'm sad for the millions of women who are just like, broken inside but um but this I'm, is like, I'm heading down to the port getting my oh me too i'm getting, getting the my hammer i'm making a sailor's knot and i'm getting on the boat I'm, the boat i'm building a big ship for these two noah's ark some would say <laughs> totally um is the fourth story the one that's brought to you by framebridge by chance i don't know what are the odds yes it is <gasps> that, which is so crazy that's wait, it's crazy that you wait that. can we just talk about like how crazy that is <laughs> what are the odds insanity Whew. well i guess i better tell you guys that today's episode is brought to you by framebridge they make it easier and more affordable than ever to frame your things without ever leaving the house Add a gallery wall to your home office or send the perfect gift from art prints and diplomas to photos sitting on your phone you can framebridge just about anything Here's how it works. Go to framebridge.com and upload your photo straight from your phone, or they can send you a package to safely mail in a physical photo. You can preview your item online in, dozen of frame, in dozens of frame styles and gallery wall layouts. You choose your favorites, or you can get free recommendations from their talented designers. The experts at Framebridge will custom frame your item and deliver your finished piece directly to your door, ready to hang. Instead of hundreds you'd pay at a framing store, their prices start at $39 and all shipping is free. Plus, our listeners can get a 15% off discount at your first order at framebridge.com when you use the promo code TOAST. So if you want to get started today, frame your photos or send someone the perfect gift. I know Jackie has a big-ass picture of herself framed in her living room. So if that's your aesthetic, Framebridge can help you. Whatever your aesthetic, Framebridge is here to help. Mm-hmm. Go to framebridge.com and use the promo code TOAST to save an additional 15% off your first order. Just go to framebridge.com, promo code TOAST. Again, that's framebridge.com promo code toast i can't believe you just happened to pick the fourth story that was brought to you by framebridge that's like a crazy coincidence it's a crazy coincidence we're like on the same level yeah um okay so our fourth story you're not gonna care about okay but i think people will and i did i was surprised to see it love island Sally vasquez and johnny middlebrooks have split steli and johnny jelly she said she's so thankful for their time together so did they, they win no they did not win and i'm Justine and Caleb, I haven't seen them post together in a while, but I haven't seen that they've broken up. So like, I'm no news is good news. I'm staying on my ship. But 
Sally and Johnny have broken up. She said, because you've all been such a close part of our relationship, I wanted to share with you that Johnny and I are no longer together. While our relationship has been public from the start, I do ask that you respect this decision and our privacy during this time. There's no reason to speculate. I'm so thankful for our time together, but now it's simply time for each of us to focus on our personal journey. So, I mean, I think a lot of people like always, you didn't watch the season, but like it got a little crazy between the two of them because like they brought in all these other girls and the girls and the guys split and they went to like Casa Amor. (laughs) It's the greatest, stupidest thing. <laughs> and when Johnny, Johnny and Sally were like, oh, they were right. the power couple in the house. And they split up boys and girls. Boys went to Casa Amor. They brought in all these girls. And Johnny just like went ham with this other girl. Okay. And then came back. Oh, and, no, no, no. And then came back and like didn't tell Sally. Oh, and then like um, people, sometimes there would be like tweets that would be part of the episode. Like they would hmm. read America's tweets about them. It's so, like America's like trying to tell Sally what happened. Right. And every time they brought in a new person, she's like, did you see the scene? Like what happened? So everyone like gave them a really hard time about being a couple, but they seemed really happy together. Um, so this is like sad Love Island news, but you know, things happen. I still think it's crazy and probably like, I'm actually shocked I don't watch, but my contemplate is just so full. Um, I just think it's crazy how they film Love Island in real time and I think it's like so cool. Yeah. And I think like more reality shows should do that. Yeah, they do a really, really good job. It is so much for a contemplate because it's every night of the week. Right. But it, what does it play for like three weeks? Yeah, I guess three or four weeks. It's a nice reprieve and also it came at a time where there wasn't Housewives on every right. single night. So no, every here. night. The Housewives, honestly, Andy and his programming team have no respect for my slumber. Yeah. It's very upsetting. Okay, our next story, more TV news. This is just like all TV stuff, but Bridgerton has been tipped to run for eight seasons. Not confirmed, just the creator Wait, said. What? The creator said that he is down and wants to do Bridgerton for eight seasons because the book has eight books got it and I actually learned a lot from this article because when I watched the show which I loved my only thing was like I wonder why it's called Bridgerton because it's like that's the the, name of a family it should have been the name of the town and what the hell is the name of the town the name of the town I don't know as they say the the ton ton. I watch with uh subtitles on and and I'm so glad that I do otherwise I would keep thinking they're saying talk of the town but they're saying talk of the ton also I love that I love watching with subtitles because then I realize that every song they're playing is actually like a radio top 40 hit done by an orchestra which is such a unique element and I loved it yes loved it so the creator said, this being a family of eight children and there being eight books, I would love to be able to focus and really tell stories and love stories for all the Bridgerton mm. siblings, for each character, for sure. That's I why would that's love what that. the book is called. Yeah, and that's why this first one was all about Daphne because when I finished watching it, I was like, what's the second season going to be about? Like, it's kind of right. happily ever after. But no, they're going to focus on the other books. The next book is called The Viscount Who Loved Me and it focuses on Anthony's journey to find a wife. Right, right, right. With Sienna and all the drama. Yeah, because at the end of the last episode he was like I'm finding a wife like love is gone right oh that's so interesting okay so it's not gonna follow like their story is over like they're happy good for them yeah I'm sure they're gonna be in the series and obviously her being a duchess like will influence things that happen with the Bridgertons but like I love I love this show already and I love this journey for eight seasons like this could just be the next like thing that gets us like for eight years right and then it's like each of the kids by the time it's like in the eighth season, the younger ones will be grown up. Yeah, and eligible for marriage. Oh, that's very interesting. I think it's such a great idea. I really hope that it gets the green light for eight seasons because now we can talk about Bridgerton. I loved it. Loved. I mean, so much to love. First of all, the scenery was just sickening the scenery down. Like, a true utopia. Like, gorgeous, gorgeous. Then, the music. Like, the music was such a premium content 
level upper. Mm-hmm. And the characters were just wonderful. Like, at, like I just didn't know who to love the most and loved the queen. Yeah. And I also loved how, aside from Daphne, because we saw her in Younger, I, these were all new faces to yes. me. And so it just, like, made it just, like, a world of its own. And by the way, I watched Younger and couldn't even recognize Daphne from no, being I remember, Josh's I remember her now. baby mama. Yeah, yeah. The Irish girl. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if she'll go back to Younger. Mm-hmm. I, don't I don't know. She's so. a star now. Yeah, she's a big star. Um, I just loved it. Like there was just so many things about it that were so premium and really just like that's what that's what's nice. It's like it's kind of like when you watch a Shonda Rhimes show or like when you watch a Ryan Murphy show. You know, there's a level of premiumness that even if it's not your favorite show, it's still going to be really good and it's going to be enjoyable. So it has the Shonda Land stamp of approval, and I just loved it. Yeah, there were like moments that were frustrating, just like for the storyline. Like obviously Ugh. the Duke and um, Daphne not like communicating and it's like she like him just like saying not wanting to have children not that he couldn't have children I was just like it was just like frustrating for her like well he intentionally misled her right it was frustrating watching her come to all these realizations but I'm glad that eventually she did and I'm also glad that she got the happy ending yeah no it's like that never happens but for the diamond of the season she can find a love match and she ended up she went from almost marrying Nigel to literally being in a love match with the Duke who like nobody thought was even gonna get married and it was just so premium and if she wanted to she could have been a princess yeah no I did feel bad for the prince he was a really nice boy he was a really nice guy and when I was watching it like before I knew what happened and Simon was just kind of being a fuckboy. And we didn't know that he was like OTP. Yeah. And no, I knew that like she obviously had feelings for him, but he was not being the man that she needed. And like the prince is a prince and literally stepped up to the plate. Like, and I was just like, I want her to be with the prince. No, princess of Prussia, like necessary. Yeah, it works for Daphne. 100%. But the way that it all unfolded, like obviously I'm so happy with how it went. And now it's like prince who? Yeah, no. And honestly, not to be mean, but he was kind of ugly. Like Simon is so much cuter than prince. The sideburns. Oh, are out of I'm control. so <laughs> glad you brought that up, especially on her older brother. <laughs> Those oh. wolfy ass. And I know that's the style and they're just being accurate with like the 1800s. But my God, it bothered me so much. It was so puby, like so <laughs> gross. Get the fuck out of here. I just have <laughs> one critique that I think is like a plot hole. Okay. And that is that the second brother, who's like the artist, uh-huh. looks 20 years older than Anthony. <laughs> he looks like the dad. I thought he was the dad. Like 100%. I actually loved all the brothers in their own way. Anthony was kind of annoying, like a fuckboy, but he'll get it together. Yeah. I thought the brother who like loves art and like went to those parties, like he was just so sweet and innocent. And then the third brother who like loved Miranda Thompson and was friends with Penelope. Be like he was pathetic and so sweet so and just sweet no but such a decent guy and that's what the whole thing was is like what I loved about the Bridgertons is like in a time where like it felt like everything was very cold like no families were like warm and embracing each other the Bridgertons were special because they loved each other so much and their family and their father had passed away so like the family was just so close and I just like loved the mom I thought she was like an amazing matriarch and I just felt very connected to the family and I, I totally, loved everything about them I totally agree and I loved um what's the girl with the bangs with the half bangs? Yeah. The sister, Eloise or Eloise, something? yeah. And then the little ones, the campers. They were so cute. I can't wait till we get to their love story. I know. I mean, it feels weird because they're uh, like six. But yeah, it's very exciting. I, th- I think it's a great show. I think it has great potential for future seasons. This, Like the styling, it was all very like over the top 1800s, but like gorgeous. Yeah. And I loved the queen. And then her backstory was like a little sad, you know? Yeah, but, but interesting. Yeah, I thought it was excellent. Oh, and then obviously the fact that, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. This is the spoiler of all spoilers. This is your warning. You don't get another one. 
Penelope uh, Featherington was Lady Whistledown, which I did not see coming. I really no. thought that they had figured it out and it wasn't like a mystery anymore. Yeah, but now it's like, I love, I'm like so honored that they told us in the first season who she is. Yeah, and didn't waste our time with like Gossip Girl drama. And now it's like you could even go back and watch it all again and see how it is Penelope all along. And I mean, it makes total sense because really the main, like the smoking gun is the fact that she knew about Marina Thompson. Right. Yes, there were other people who knew. I thought maybe that... Um, Penelope wrote in to Lady Featherington and told her about Marina. That's what I just assumed because she like loved the the Bridgerton boy so much. Oh, that's so interesting. And she wanted to break them up. I mean, justice for Penelope. I love her. I just, mean, she's serving up justice for herself, and now it's like her family is in ruin because they're the Mr. Featherington oh, passed that was away. Crazy. And there's no money in the pouch. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Penelope. But Penelope is oh, true. like should be a wealthy queen because she's the talk of the ton. Oh, that's so true. So I didn't she, even think of that. She should be able to save her family. And you know, towards the end, I, I really did feel bad for the Featheringtons. At first, like, <coughs> excuse me, they were like meant to be made a mockery of, but then I kind of felt bad for them. Like the mom, even though she was annoying, like all she wanted was like for her kids to be like famous and, and popular, you know? For sure. But like Penelope being Lady, Lady Whistledown like gives them the credit, uh, the upper hand. Like she can. Right at any narrative she She chooses. could rewrite history. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I just, like, the scenes with Marina Thompson just made me so sad because she just couldn't catch a break. And no one was, except for Penelope, looking out for her. And 100%. When, when her boyfriend's brother came, I'm like, I thought it was him at first. And I'm like, finally, like, this girl's going to get a break. Yeah. No, it was a brother. No, and then she turned him down because she thought she was no longer with child. And then it's like, does she have to go back and ask him? But I'm glad. I, I loved how her storyline ended. Like, I she think didn't seem so happy. But in the in the in, in the, that world, it could have been so much worse. It's the best case scenario. Yeah, and he was a nice boy, and he was gonna look after her and take care of her. And back in the day, they're that's, gonna get married. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, th- I thought. Yeah. So. Yeah. Back in the day, that's like all you could ask for. Yeah. So, wasn't you know the Bridgerton love story we thought it was gonna be, but it was it was fine. It wasn't the worst. Like Lord Rutledge, who's that? The old man. Oh, God, he was so scary. Yeah. I just love those balls and those galas. And, like, I just wanted to go to the opera, you know? Mm-hmm. Got to get me a, a corset and a wig. <laughs> the hair was crazy. Like, the men's hair. I mean, they were wearing those big wigs. Like, that was crazy. Oh, yeah. Crazy, crazy. Yeah. No, it was so good. If you guys are haven't watched it or on the fence, definitely watch it. Yeah. Um, TV recap. Was that our fifth and final? That was our fifth and final, yes. So let's talk a little bit about The Real Housewives of Atlanta, which I have some thoughts on because we haven't watched in a few weeks. Um, And The Real Housewives of Atlanta recap is brought to you by Love Book Online. So Valentine's Day is coming up. And if you want to, you know, get down with with someone, that's that's, what's one option. But another option is to make them feel warm and fuzzy on the inside with a love book. Love is in the air, you guys. Valentine's Day is coming soon. Love book is a personalized gift that helps people express feelings that might be difficult to say out loud. Most customers use a love book to revisit their fondest memories or to list the reasons why they love someone. Love books are completely customizable, though, and people can use them however they like. So um, for Valentine's Day, obviously your partner or even like someone you love, like your mom, like someone you're thinking of, um, someone who would really appreciate like a sentimental gift and something that is just really descriptive of how much they mean to you. Um, You basically create characters that look just like you and the recipient um, and you can customize with all the features that make you unique. You can even choose like hairstyles and outfits. Um, So you have the option to personalize each page as much as much as you'd like. They also offer an express option where you can create a complete book in just a few minutes. Love books are the perfect gift for any occasion, but especially for anniversaries, birthdays and of course, Valentine's Day. Visit lovebookonline.com slash toast to receive a special 20% discount just for our listeners. Again, that's lovebookonline.com slash toast for a special 20% discount just for the Morning Toast listeners. Valentine's Day is coming up and we're giving you enough warning now, so don't wait too long. It's so true. I can't believe Valentine's Day is coming up. Like, does, This is a great 
warning time. I can't wait for some chocolate. And a love book. Oh my god, yeah, I'll be off my cleanse. LOL. Um, okay, Real Houses of Atlanta was actually so funny last night. Um, first of all, I just have such a hard time trusting Kenya. Like, I really do. But do you see that, like, this season, especially last night's episode, like, she was just being, like, so cute? No. Oh, my God. No, I just, I, it's so funny. I don't see it that way at all. Because you want to know why? When last year, when she almost ruined intentionally, and I remember coming on this show and being like, I could not believe that, like, Cynthia's the only one who's been, like, ride or die for Kenya. And she would go out of her way to try and spoil her engagement. Like, that is not something a friend does. That is something a mean girl does. I was so hurt by it and then I, I was like okay you know what she actually recognizes how fucked up it was and she's trying to better it but something about it felt very insincere like first of all why didn't she tell any of the other women that it was a surprise party especially when she knows that they're notoriously late they would have come on time oh she didn't tell them no literally Portia showed up and she was like oh it's an engagement party oh that's true that's like poor planning and it just makes me think she just like wants the other women to look bad in Cynthia's eyes. Oh, that's a good point. But Cynthia has really forgiven her and she's even a bridesmaid. So yes. like, doesn't that mean that maybe you could forgive her? I just, I forgive. I'm just so wary of her. Like every time I start to like Kenya, she just does something and I'm like, no, I knew it. Like this is who you really are. Okay, so what she did Kenya last- more hair care. I will never forget. That was the meanest thing anyone's ever done going into Marlo Thompson's hair event last season with a marching band to promote her own hair care. Like that is how friend does that is not a hundred percent so last night what did she do that upset you so much just not telling the girls I'm just I'm very wary that's that's all I'm gonna say I'm wary okay I have to say the party did look kind of fun it looked so fun like COVID friendly fun COVID friendly and Cynthia was so grateful you could really tell in her confessionals when she was just talking about like how thankful she was that they put this on for her and like it was a re- it was really sweet. I do have to say though, like her and Mike being like disappointed when they showed up that it wasn't like a campaign Joe Biden thing was so funny. And honestly, the the surprise was kind of awkward. No, I feel like that always happens with surprises. Like what you tell the person in order to get them to come is like sometimes like not better, but also exciting. Yeah. And then you're like, wait, but is that not happening? Yeah, no, right, right. Like where's Joe Biden? Like, like I just, that happened with your engagement too. When you were like, wait, are we not meeting with, with the shareholders? Yeah. <laughs> like it was just so, um, it was just so awkward, especially because no one was there. It was like a surprise party for four people at the end. I love Mike Hill. Like I think chill, Cynthia and him are OTP. Like I loved when everyone was at the mic, like improving. I just want to chill. And obviously, Candy was so good and like wrote a song on the spot. But I thought that Kenya was being hysterical. No, it was Portia. Oh, well, Kenya, Kenya was on too. But when Portia was when on, they, they did were, it. When they do edit, that Portia is must be exhausted. Like literally from putting the show on her back season after season. She is the funniest one. She's the most interesting one. I fucking love. She's my Bethany now. She's my Karen Huger. Like I will defend till the death. Like. I fucking love Portia. She was being so funny. And honestly, yes, Candy was singing really good. But it really made me cringe for like every time I've ever like gotten on the mic at a party and like thought I was singing really good. And like how it honestly like is annoying. And I'm not going to do that anymore. When have you done that really? I do though? it all the time. Like you get on the mic. And like at weddings, like people are always just like throwing me the mic and I'm just like singing. And I, Okay, I, if they throw it to you, it's fine. No, I just realized now it's like so cringy. I'm not doing Why? it anymore. I thought, I thought it was like so fun last night. It was like improv karaoke. Yes, for everyone. But like Candy was taking herself seriously, which is like what I do. Oh, oh. No, but I thought Candy was like 
but making I, it legit. Yeah, well, she was, but like but I it's felt also because she's like a record-winning right artist. Maybe it's just because like I've been there, but like I felt embarrassed for any time I've ever done that because like I got to see it through a lens of like a regular person. Yes. Speaking of Candy, her sending her daughter to college, emotional. When they started playing the flashbacks of all of the, her seasons on the show and like when she was so little, it just shook me to my core. I guess Candy is really the only OG left. But Candy wasn't on season one. Oh, I guess. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. So, but she's been on the longest now. Yeah. Um, and when they flash back, and I forget when she had such short hair and Riley was so small. Like, it actually is really crazy. Like, the the cycle of life, you guys. Yeah. Also, them, maybe I was just hungry, but them driving to New York, like, in a sprinter van, like, just eating, eating along the way. Like, just, I was so jealous. That's, like, a crazy rich way to go to college. Like, a party bus with a U-Haul on the back. Yeah, but also because of COVID. Otherwise, they would have flown. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Honestly, it but just, this seems easier, like, with your U-Haul. That just looked so fun. Yeah. Candy's a good mom. Yeah. Oh, my God. And when Ace was, like, um, crying that he's not going to be able to clean for Riley like that was really sad I usually hate those scenes it's like just send your kid to college nobody cares but I actually I totally thought it was great I usually hate those scenes but maybe because we have over a decade worth of content right from now the I can there. yeah but if you're a first season wondering like why no one cares that you're sending your kid to college in your first season like don't care or even third season and you know I hate it the most on Beverly Hills I feel like every season someone's going to college and and by the way they come home a semester later 100% so like no thank you and or like Brooke Mark Brooks Marks they never go back <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm really happy for Mike and Cynthia. I actually think they're like the perfect couple. Yeah. And you know, like before Cynthia's wedding to Peter, like everyone, the audience, her family had reservations. And I feel like nobody feels that way about Mike. Like they're such a good couple. Yeah. It's good stuff. It was a great episode. Oh, and Kenya and Latoya's friendship like is weird. Oh my God. So weird. But Latoya's showing the nude photo like at the table in front of other people's like husbands, husbands was so inappropriate. I don't know what she was getting at. No, that's like when Lala took her shirt off in front of everyone's boyfriends and Vanderpump Rules. Yeah. Well, that was worse, but. No, I, I don't know. For some reason, this just like really struck me. Because it's not your picture to show, first of all. Yeah. And also, making and it your phone background, like let's just talk like, that's a weird thing for you to do like as a person. No, the whole thing, it, it wasn't, didn't seem weird to me when they were shopping for lingerie. And me they were neither. just like showing uh, kidding Cynthia, around but like to show it to a whole table and it's not even your photo I was just like and Kenya seemed fine with it but I just would not have been fine with it no I agree that was just like a weird um their friendship is weird yeah also Drew wasn't in the episode because for a her father-in-law passed away um but I didn't even realize that yeah she wasn't there yeah she's I just don't know anything about her yet like she's too fresh yeah and now she missed an important episode she did yeah. Um, just justice for Portia. And I absolutely. Oh, and I have to say, you know who's a true hero of the franchise? Obviously, Marlo. I love her. But Lauren, Portia's sister. She's like been so consistent. Like she's always on the show. She's such a good sister. Like she, they're so supportive. They have such a good relationship. And I didn't even realize until this week that um, they don't have the same mom. Mm -hmm. I always thought that Portia's mom was Lauren's mom. Yeah. But she's not. And I just loved learn, learning about their background. And I will be purchasing that was my Portia's question. book. You'll be purchasing the book. It, no, it was, she did a really good commercial for it. <laughs> it was excellent. Um, so yeah, tonight we have The Bachelor with Matt James and Bachelor. I'm, I'm so excited. Yeah, no, it's, it's actually really good. And it's fun to recap. Like It is. And you know what? Like, the cleanse has really put me on a whole new schedule. Mm. And I've been going to sleep really early. I think I can stay up till 10, 10. to finish The Bachelor, yeah. though. But it's really crazy. Like, I really knew year, knew me. Yeah. Um, just... I'm waking up earlier because I need to leave time to like make my smoothies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, and I also like get kind of hungry at night or just like bored and want to yeah. eat. So I'm just like, okay, I should go to sleep. And so it's really just like put me on a new schedule. 
and plus like having Bruno sweets like I'm a morning person now like I like both days this weekend I woke up at nine like on my own wow that's so annoying I woke I up at 12 I used to wake up at two yeah I woke okay. up at 12 30 it was so delicious me and Ben were up till four watching Lost like no but it's like if I wake up whatever time I wake up on my own as long as it's on my own I don't mind what time it is I feel the same if I wake up on my own like with no alarm at 7 30 or 12 30 the fact that I woke up on my own volition I have the free will to wake up whenever I want. Makes me not tired. A hundred percent. But I could set an alarm for 11 and I'm fucking exhausted. Something about the alarm is like ruins your life. Yeah. I actually think that like what we're saying is also backed by science. Just like your REM cycle. Like sometimes your alarm disrupts your REM cycle. So even if it's later, you might be in like a lighter sleep at 730. My REM cycle was a hundred percent disturbed this morning. Like no doubt about it. You know what? I woke up naturally and then my alarm went off. But that's that's also because Zach set his alarm earlier than me, which he always does. Um, So yes, Bachelor tonight and then tons of recaps all week and just wonderful episodes for you all week. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the past five stories that you you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere. Podcast can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us, Morning Toast, subscribe, and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Hope you have an amazing day, you guys. Don't let the Monday blues get you down. We'll see you back here for tomorrow's show. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.